and only 13 days before the casting of special votes for home visitation and at voting stations, government plans are in place to deliver free and fair elections. This is the sentiment shared by the Interministerial Committee on Elections that met in Pretoria today. To tell us more, we joined on the line by the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Des Van Rooyen. Good afternoon to you, Minister, and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, Ike, and a very good afternoon to the listeners of your radio station. Now, the sentiment is that government plans are in place to deliver free and fair elections. So what informed uh, that sentiment? Yes, today, as you have correctly indicated, we, we had uh, our last meeting while we were taking the final stock on the preparations for the upcoming local government elections. Of course, as led by, by the IEC. And as you know, the interministerial committee is comprised of various role players from uh, the security cluster uh, up to uh, government. I mean, the, the Department of Cocta is there leading, and the Department of Home Affairs is there. So today, we were checking the state of readiness, I mean, from A to Z, and we felt that we have covered all uh, the, the areas, I mean, for us to easily conclude that the country is ready to deliver on this democratic mandate. Now, we do know that uh, there are quite a number of uh, challenges uh, that have come before you met. Uh, there are a record 200 parties with uh, 61,014 candidates uh, contesting these elections. How is that going to be handled logistically? The IEC has outlined a plan of handling this. Of course, as you know, we have also realized an increase on the the number of uh, the, uh, the voting district, uh, we have in, the voting district, the ICS increased the voting district. Uh, last elections, and, uh, it was, uh, they were at 22,263. These elections, the voting district are at 22,612, which is registering a growth of 64%. And of course, I mean, we have also realized a growth in our voters role and the staff, I mean, recruitment and training of staff, I mean, approximately 220,000 electoral staff members have been recruited and trained. And this is, of course, uh, include your presiding and deputy presiding officer. So in a nutshell, the IEC, the Chinari is ready to handle this uh, uh, number of uh, uh, parties that has increased, but also candidates that has increased. What's going to happen to ensure a safe environment? Uh, this is one of uh, uh, the most uh, contested uh, elections, and we have seen a number of uh, potential uh, candidates uh, being killed, especially in Guazul Natal. We've seen also uprisings in Tlokwe and Malamulele. Yes, I, I think maybe I should start by passing our sincere condolences to the family uh, who who lost their last one, I mean, uh, as a result of what you have just referred to. But I must indicate that from a security perspective, to ensure a safe environment, there is a national joint operational intelligence structure that is usually referred to as net joints. And it has been convened. And, of course, it, 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 it does uh, report also to the IHC. And this uh, structure is a structure that ensures that uh, uh, there is a security plan I mean, before the elections, during the elections, and after the elections. And today, they were able to take us through the deployment that they have done to make sure that uh, 
the, the, the environment is safe for all our people to participate in this important exercise on the 3rd of August. We know that uh, there were challenges uh, with the verification of addresses in the Tlokwe region. I would presume you also demanded uh, a briefing from the IEC how they're going to approach it. We, we have been working with them very, very closely, and uh, this started long before even the constitutional court order. But uh, of late, because of uh, the, the constitutional court order, we, we had a, post, uh, a focused approach and intervention working with the IEC uh, in Tlokwe, because the constitutional court order said we must focus on the voters' role segment of the Tlokwe municipality. So that is what has been done. And I must indicate, I can uh, the listeners that uh, we have made through the led by the IEC, there's tremendous and uh, very, very uh, good progress, encouraging progress in terms of dealing with that. And I must commend our people in Tlokwe, uh, the various sectors leaders who came, I mean, and helped the IEC to make sure that the people update their addresses on the voters' roll. They really need to be commended for that. And a lot of progress has been made, and I think our people won't be disadvantaged by that particular Problem. We also would like, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to know as to who or which entities make up the IMC and what their input is going to be throughout that period. The IMC, as I indicated, of course, is led by the ministry that I'm leading the COPTA, and then from there, the Home Affairs, which of course we know is responsibility, is mainly to deal with issues of documentation, required documents. But then we have the security cluster, defense force, and subs, and of course the justice who are dealing with security-related issues. And we have the 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 the, the IEC itself. We have the FSA participating, and uh, we 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 also I mean, uh, have uh, the demarcation board participating in that particular structure. Well, the uh, security aspect uh, doesn't only um, is not only. Uh, restricted to the people that are going to vote and to make sure that they exercise uh, their constitutional right, but also to the safety of the ballot papers. Uh, how, what kind of plan do they have in place that uh, we won't see ballot papers being dumped uh, somewhere else and that uh, they will make sure uh, that uh, whatever vote has been cast will go and be counted accordingly? The, 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 the security cluster plan, I uh entails three phases. They do, the first phase is they, as we prepare for the elections. That is what they've been doing to assist us to deal with so-called hotspots area, to make sure that uh, come the day of the election, the environment is, is safe for our people to, to cast their vote. Then they do what we call provisional security jury, the election day itself. And then the, in that process, they make sure that the voting stations and material in the voting stations and the staff of the IEC uh, safety is taken care of. And then after they do the third phase, that, that also includes what we have just referred to, the transportation of ballot, uh, ballot papers, ballot boxes, but also the securing of IEC material. So their plan is thorough, is thorough uh, uh, but also, as you know, they, they have been doing this successfully. I mean, all the elections since the new dispensation in our country. So they have outlined their plan, and we are all happy as the participant uh, or maybe the, the accounting authority on this uh, particular important mandate. And the printing of ballots, uh, is it on schedule as well? Everything is on schedule, auditing of results, processes, everything, warehouses, everything is fine. 
and we are happy with the preparations that have been undertaken. Uh, by our capable uh, security cluster. We know that uh, there are special votes uh, for home visitation and at voting stations. Who falls into that category? As you know, people were given an opportunity to to register. Those who who won't be able to be with with us and then to uh, uh, vote on the 3rd of August because of various reasons. It might be old age, it might be work-related. So those people have been registered and it has been confirmed. So uh, on the second, I think on the first and the second of August, they will be uh, casting their votes, and of course there will be some house visitation for people who are, who who are bed ready. You know. Now uh, to South Africans within the range of our voices uh, who want to go and exercise uh, the uh, their constitutional right, what would you say? I will say let's do it responsibly, uh, but also. Let's do it in honor of those who laid down their lives for us to be enjoying this democratic right. Let's not intimidate each other. Let's do it very, very ethically. Let's do it in such a way that, I mean, we will continue, I mean, to, to uphold the state that our, our, our constitutional democracy has uh, so far, I mean, uh, displayed internationally. I think it's, it's, it's upon all of us to make it happen. It's not only the responsibility of the IEC. It's all in our hands, and let's work together with the IEC to make it happen uh, for the sake of our country, but also for the sake of our, our, our noble history as a peace-loving nation. Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, Des Van Rooyen, thank you for joining us. The trial against a DA member of parliament and former NPA senior prosecutor Lennis Breitenbach continues tomorrow in the Pretoria North Regional Court. Breitenbach and her lawyer Gerhard Wagner stand trial in relation to the 2012 NPA misconduct probe against Breitenbach. She had been investigating politically connected people, including former crime intelligence boss Richard Mdluli. The state is expected to call four more witnesses, including a forensic expert, Maluti Obuseng Hesmo. NPA Chief Director of Human Resource, Matsidiso Mudise, was the last witness. She came to testify about the letter she wrote on behalf of the then CEO Karen.